I didn't know you had one. Right. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andy McCabe. I'm your claim doctor. I have the pleasure of speaking with Mr. Jerry Edel with Jerry Edel Consulting out of Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, Jerry's going to be a speaker at the upcoming Restoration 2.0 Summit in Nashville, May 4th and 5th, coming up in two weeks. And he has a very, very unique tack, very unique approach and proposition for all of us that used to do agent marketing. We don't anymore because it didn't work. But before we get into that, Jerry, why don't you introduce yourself to uh, the Claim Clinic podcast audience and uh, the Rebel Nation at large, Restoration folks, and uh, where you at, uh, how you got where you are. Uh, that might we might we don't have a lot of time, so let's let's shorten that forty-year career. Uh, but uh, yeah. I've got some inside scoop on that. Uh, but then, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into it. Yeah, well, thanks, Andy. I'm 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 stoked to be here with you today. This is fun to talk to you anytime. You know, <laughs> fun. pleasure's all mine, my friend. Yeah, fun fun bantering back and forth, and, and uh, I, you know, I've been in the industry too long. I started out at the age of eighteen, full time. Wow. I was a technician. I loved it, man. I was an awesome cleaner. I love cleaning. Then I learned to sell, and then I sold what I produced, and one thing led to another. Thirty-four years later, I stepped out of the franchise system and. Started consulting on my own about uh, 10, 11 years ago now. Okay. Uh, long story short on how we got to from Nashville, Tennessee to Corvallis, which is almost back home because my wife and I are both from Portland originally. Okay. Uh, uh, she got a job working at Benton Hospice uh, uh, Service as a chaplain here. And, and uh, we said, you got to go. And so we came and I just work out of my office at home. So. Manage time zones and I'm good. Manage well, time that's, zones. That's a long story short. How's that? Exactly right. I like it. I like it. I, a lot of time in the franchise world. Yeah. A lot of time. Uh, this industry has changed in 34 years. Oh, yeah. And there, there are things that we do now because they used to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But they don't necessarily work because we're not doing them. We're doing them the same way. Yeah. So let's talk about... Uh, you you specialize in helping folks. Uh, well, tell us about your consulting company. Uh, you, I won't tell the story for you. Yeah, you know, it's pretty simple, really. I'm uh, obviously restorations a niche market, and and I happen to focus on a very narrow part of that small niche, which is how to get an insurance agent to recommend you. It's just a passion. Uh, I've been around long enough and done enough that uh, I'm at a stage in life where I'm like, I'm doing what I want to do. I'm going to have fun doing it, and I have a lot of fun when I can help you know, a restorer get their own work and nice. you know, break break some of that grip, that stranglehold, that uh, that addiction, if you will, that uh, TPAs can often create. They're not necessarily all bad, but mm-hmm. they can. They've got some downsides, and and uh, so I have a lot of fun doing that. I have a partner. Uh, we've been at it together three, four years now, uh, working together on this business. She's an awesome trainer, and uh, so we get that done, and we'll be, both be together in Nashville. We'll, we'll meet folks there. Perfect. Hopefully this, this episode airs before the summit. I'm going to do my best to, to make that happen. But uh-huh. if you're listening to this after May 4th, 2018, uh, I'm sorry you missed a great summit. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, if you're listening to this before that, uh, there's still a couple tickets available. There you go. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, you guys have a, a very good philosophy. Uh, you are followers of one of my favorite people in the entire world, Mr. Simon Sinek. 
Yes. Can you tell me a little bit about how Simon Sinek informs your approach to, to business and leadership and training? Yeah. You know, Simon is just his work. He's, he's, he's the right guy at the right place, the right time in America Mm. uh, for our country. We, Mm -hmm. we desperately need that message of building, you know, a business where people, you know, are excited to come to work. Right. You know, a place where they feel safe while they're there, not just physically, but emotionally safe, Mm. you know, from abuse, that kind of thing. And when they go home at the end of the day, they're feeling empowered, uh, excited about the contribution they made, uh, you know, made a difference in life. And, yes. and, and that, that just fuels my partner and I. That's our true passion. That's, that's our most favorite thing is to help people put that kind of a business together. And we help very few businesses do that uh, for reasons we don't need to get into today. Mm-hmm. But most people we help with, you know, this whole idea of getting, getting work from insurance agent. But Simon's whole philosophy is just right for me. It, it, it just makes sense. You know, why do you do what you do? You know, what, yeah. what, what's behind all of that? And when you, when you line that up, it comes across in sales. It comes it out in, in sales in your business. It sure does. I, I couldn't agree more. I, I first saw his, his initial TEDx, TEDx Puget Sound, I believe. Okay. Uh, his initial, his one talk that just went, it put him on the map really. Yeah. Uh, and the start with why speech, uh, it really changed how I viewed what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And it was so forward thinking. I, tr- I copied, you know, I took, I took a copy of the YouTube URL from, from that talk and I, I plastered all over the company I was working for. Yeah. We need to listen to this. You guys yeah. need to hear this. Yeah. And it just fell on deaf ears. It was, yeah. it was crickets yeah. uh, because it's, it's, you know, talking about why, why do we need to know why we do? We just be the best. We're the best. And, you know, everyone is the best. Uh, but if you don't know why you want to be the best or why you're even doing what you're doing, right. you're just not going to be fulfilled. Like you just said. That's it. Uh, so let's talk about, I don't want to go, I don't want to spill too much of the beans of, of what you're going to talk about at the summit. And I, I'm fully aware that you were just on a, another podcast last week. Uh, and if people want to get the full story, I'll just link that up Sure. and, and they can go find that, uh, yeah. Jonathan Grubb. Does Jonathan Grubb have a, uh, not just plug him a little bit. Does he have a name for that podcast yet? I guess he's going to, he's yelling at his screen right now. I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it was. Not your father's, not your father's marketing, new age of marketing. <laughs> I think that's what I read in the caption. <laughs> oh no, that was your show. But what, does his, does his whole, does his podcast have a name yet? I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, it's we'll Jonathan Grubb. <laughs> well, Jonathan Grubb. You're going to yeah. find him. You're going to find him. Uh, interesting tidbits. I watched a little bit about that. One bit of information uh, about the percentage uh, the, the percentage of claims that are captured by different TPAs. Yeah. Uh, it, it obviously varies from, from carrier to carrier, but there's a carrier out there that what would the, on the low side there, there tell me about the stats of what percentage of claims are actually getting captured by yeah. the, the managed repair program versus going uh, a different route. Well, Absolutely. What I can share is, is the data that I had 
uh, when I was a part of it. And that's been a few years. I've been, I've been, I've been outside the program. I've sure. monitored, you know, I've monitored what's been going on and it yeah. hasn't changed that much that I've been made aware of. So if somebody's got some new stats, we're always, we always want to get corrected and current. Absolutely. But, but that said, <clears throat> you know, these, these guys are the biggest property casualty company in America. And, uh, I mean, and they're, and they're, and the, and the second largest is, is like not even half their size. They're, they're, they're a fraction of them. So these guys are huge, right? <clears throat> and, and every year we would, we would meet, I uh, was working for the corporate, the franchisor at the time. We'd, we'd meet at the home office with the, with all the bosses and all the presidents, VPs, all the people, all those people. And every year it was always the same on the agenda. This item always came up. It was always there. How do we get more losses through the program? How do we get more? Yeah. How do we yeah. get more control over our losses? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they had the data. I mean, we, we provide, we all, all of us through Xactimate and ExactNet, exact analysis, all the data that's going on out there, we provide them with the data. It's there. And the data clearly showed that, uh, mitigation especially when you put mitigation on the line uh, it it absolutely reduces the severity of a claim and mm. and so their severities were going it, it isn't that <clears throat> and they'll never use the word saving money because that's just not a good legal term for them to use but their severities were lower statistically significantly just because you got immediate response out there and Limited the damage, right? Get it under control through, through managed repair, through through vendors, through yeah, emergency response vendors. Okay, yeah, you were pre-authorized. Go take care of get get it done. Get us a bill, and and so the the data was significant of how much less damage occurred, secondary damage occurred after the source was stopped. Sure, and so. That was one of the messages that they would, uh, you know, they got this, uh, you know, that this is where this is amazing. We need to get more usage. And on top of it was customer sat was through the roof. I mean, they, they were, they, they, they could show that the customers are satisfied from this kind of a service. Okay. And so, so every year, this is the agenda. How do we get more through? And every year, the answers were always the same. And that was uh, get back out to the agents. Now, the the statistic that because the agents were seen as the the most influential player yep. in that decision making process. They, they okay, were, okay. They were the biggest. They were the biggest part of the uh, influencers that they had input over. Mm. They didn't have control because claims and agency mm. are siloed, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're two different entities they bridge and they work together and we worked with them. And, and so, you know, but it, the statistic that was shocking this, cause these are the big boys, they never got more than 17% of all claims, all property casualty claims to go through the program. 17%. Yeah. yeah. And so, and the goal was if we could get it to 40, this would be unbelievable numbers. We don't have to get it to hundred percent. We don't have to get it to 80%. We don't have to get it to 50%. If we can get it to 40, this is going to be huge. And of course, we're sitting on the other side going, man, that would be more than double our, our volume. That would be awesome. We want to do that too. So everyone is highly motivated, right? And and this, this oh, went on. Oh, you were speaking. I, I got to keep. Yeah, you were speaking from the seat of a franchise player. 
Yes, correct. Yeah. 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 Okay. So more more program work meant more, work. more volume for you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because back then that that particular company had the exclusive on this thing. I mean, we were right. There. Oh yeah. my gosh. You were the player. We were the player. And, and uh, so motivation is high, you know, and, and we're excited to be a part of this. And the strategy that they wanted us to use was go to our agents and tell them the story. What I just told you, the, mm-hmm. the two statistics, you know, severities are down. Customer sats up. Mm-hmm. Use the program. This is a no brainer, right? Program. This is a no brainer. Why and, didn't the, why didn't the, did the, did the agents care? Well, you know, I sat in the room, I sat in the room where agents and claims were there together. I uh, did some of that. Uh, I was responsible for um, sending people out, the franchisee out to go call on the agent. Here's the message, you know, mm-hmm. here's, here's what we're doing. Uh, and, and agents would bobblehead. I watch it. It's the only way I know how to describe it. They would smile and just, yeah, yeah. This and, and they will say, yeah, we do. We use. It's, yeah, great, you know. But, and so you think, I mean, I remember the first time we go, man, this is killer. We really nailed it, right? Hit it out of the park. And we go to the next meeting. I killed that room. Yeah, we, we go to the next meeting and guess what? We're, we're, we're hearing the same data. No change. Yeah, yeah, no, no change. And so, so you know what the message was? Well, try was, harder. <laughs> where was the disconnect? Yeah. I watched this for years and I, I, I realized, I think probably three significant takeaways from that. The, the first one is claims knows the claim department, claim people, the leadership, they know the truth. And the truth mm-hmm. is agents are influencers or they wouldn't waste their time with them. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, the data, the data doesn't lie. No. Number two, the message that we were sending, customer sat, saving, reducing costs, reducing severities, isn't enough. Yeah, it's enough. not enough to preach loss ratio. No, it's enough to get anybody to say, yeah, good, good, makes sense, right? It, it, it makes sense. It's true, but mm. it isn't quite enough to change my behavior. Right. Well, it was... It was a, it was an argument for here. Your yeah. brain, I'm sorry, podcast listeners. I'm pointing at my head. <laughs> uh, it, it was an argument for the thinking brain, right? But it wasn't it had zero emotional connection. That's it. It it really didn't. It, and, and the assumption is just, boy, if you retain your customers, you're going to make more money. If you if you lower your severities, you're going to make more money because you're going to be more profitable. Your loss ratio is going to be better. Hmm. But to your point, we're pointing to our heads now. And the head <laughs> is disconnected to now. I'm pointing to the heart, right? Yep. Because and those two things, if you you know, if you care about what's in somebody's head, you have to connect what's in their heart. And we never yes. did that. It never happened. It never really happened. Now there were there were people who got that, and they recognized that, and they would comply and use because of that. But mm. the majority, the 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 the, the large mass. You don't get, and that's go back to start with why. Had we had Simon Sinek and started with the why, okay, yep. then we would have had a different, different, different outcome, I, I'm quite confident. But, you know, so, so those were the two big takeaways that I sat in the room with. And the third takeaway, which, you know, you see it instantly, and, and that is 
well, if 17% goes through, you know, I'm, I'm not as smart as a fifth grader, but, you know, I think that sounds like about 83% is not. Hello. <laughs> you know, That's 83% of the target-rich environment. The yeah. program? Why are you a slave to the TTA? Why are you a slave to that when 80-plus percent is, is out there for, and this was one of the internal gripes and legitimate gripes that, the franchisee people would have in fairness to them, you know, Hey, my competitors are out there. They're getting the work direct. They're not in the program. They don't have to put, they don't have to use this limited price list. They don't have to jump through all these hoops. They don't have to jump through these hoops. And yeah. Whoa. Oh my gosh. The mic dropped for all you podcast listeners. That was a mic drop. Yeah. An unintended mic. Literal mic drop. Right. Yeah. So, so, you know, you've got all this work going on out there. And people are frustrated and understandably so, right? That's just crazy. So was there, in your time there, was there a satisfactory solution? Not ever. Hmm. I think think what eventually came, and this came after I left, was they they said, well, we're going to fix this. We're going to put new technology in their offices. We're going to put it in every single office, and we're going to create in their phones, it's all new, all new hardware, software. And we're going to create uh, the ability to direct connect. So when a client calls the agent, okay, all you have to do is say, Hey, I'm sorry, you got a problem. Hang on. I'll connect you. No more. Here's the 800 number. Mm-hmm. Call them. It was direct connect them. Okay. And, and, and the caveat was get, get the, get the veiled threat, get this. And you're being recorded. Mm. Your calls are being recorded, so we'll know when you do it differently, right? Oh. And I'm just like, this is, I'm gone now, but this is what's going on. And agents are telling me this stuff, right? I mean, I'm not getting this from, like, I don't have any connections now. I'm gone, right? Right. So, so <laughs> I'm listening to this stuff, and agents that, and this is through the people that I've been working with over the last five, six years now, we've gone through this journey, and, and right up until when they announced we're got a new technology and it rolled out in a year and a half. It took them almost two years to roll it out across the country. These agents said, yeah, all it, all it really changes is I no longer have to input the first notice of loss into the computer. <laughs> they still have their influence. So the right. disconnect, I mean, again, when all you do point to our heads, right? <laughs> when all you do is put the head into this, mm-hmm. able to get the heart piece connected, that why behind all of this, it, you know, so the disconnect is still there. It, it, and I know it's still there, not because I have statistics, not because I sit in corporate rooms, but because I listen to the people that I work with who are talking to these very agents. Mm-hmm. There's only one company out there that has actually terminated their, their, their agents over non-compliance. And, that's and, scary. And it's scary. And, and, and that's just, and that's just a reflection of who they really are. Right. You know, they yeah, really are. Well, yeah, we're going to keep that. Podcast listeners, just forget you're it. Not, just, you're not, you just don't, forget don't it. Even, yeah. Don't even, don't even ask. I'm going to gloss over forget that part. But, uh, so, but their, the day, their compliance yeah. is much, much higher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their compliance is much higher. But it's still not 100%. Higher. Yeah. Their customer sat is much lower. And the disconnect is, of course, they don't understand why they're losing their customers. And it's like, your underwriting department's canceling them. Yes. <laughs> you know, anyway. 
Yeah. Come on. I mean, that goes back to, to what I've said several times is, is you're, you're, you're turning your insureds, your customers into the enemy as soon as they make a claim. Exactly. Yeah. And the agent, the agent's sitting out there going, uh, how, how is this, how is this a good decision for me? Exactly. In this scenario, uh, it's it's brutal. Yeah, it's not about loss ratio at that point. It's like you're going to kill my client. You're yeah. going. I have to go make two more sales today because yep. one of my clients had a claim, and you're going to drop them. Yep. Yeah. You're going to fight them anyway. That's that's a, that's a story for a different podcast altogether. Yeah. Um, I, for all y'all out there that don't know my past, I started in the restoration industry as a stop and drop. What, what do you call it? Stop, drop, and roll? Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll. I, that was my job. I had three ring binders, about two and a half inches thick each. Ah. I had four of them. I was in the Portland market, and every, probably once a quarter, I would see every single agent in the Portland market. Yep. And what, what was I doing, Jerry? What, what, what was I doing at that time? This is uh, 1998. Okay. Well, you, 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 were, you were a candy jar delivery guy. You were a donut dropper. And the agent for them, you were a professional office visitor. Professional. Exactly right. One time, and I'll, I know you've got a couple good stories. I want, I want you to tell me the story about the tick sheet, but I want to tell my story first. I went into this guy. I've seen, I've seen this agent. I don't remember who he was selling for. I think he was an independent agent. He was in Northwest Portland. I remember that. And I came in once with my, with my notepads. We, I mean, we spent so much money designing and printing notepads. Yeah. I mean, it's like, are you a restoration company? No, we print notepads. Yeah. We, we, we might actually do some restoration here and there, but we really just do notepads. Yeah. Um, and I came in and he just, he just put his hand up and he said, he said, stop. I'm like, sure. Yeah. What's up? And he said, just, and he actually didn't even say a word. He just held his hand up. So I stopped and I'm listening. I'm, I'm watching. He turns around him and behind him, he's got a closet. Like I've got, got here only closer. He just turned in his chair, opened the doors, the double doors to the closet. And I saw four piles about yep. four and a half feet high of notepads. Some of them were mine. Yeah, most of them were from my competitors, yep. and that's when I had that moment of, yeah. "What the hell are we doing?" Yeah, this we're, isn't working. This is not a. That's just not and, effective. And in, Andy, in fairness to you, and in fairness to 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 people who are out there, twenty years ago, that that was innovative because right. no one no one called on the agent. They were they were ignored. And when we did it, you could see from your route, you could see losses coming in from that route and it worked every time you go, every single time. Mm-hmm. And for years, 10 years, it worked. 10, so 15 years ago, it worked. Somewhere in the last 15 years, and I think it was more like about 10 years ago, it pretty much, the result, the results stopped producing. It became diminishing returns. It is diminishing return, and it still is. And so for those whose answer is, well, just do more of it. Mm. So instead of having one person, I'll do two. And instead of seeing them once a quarter, I'll see them once a month, you know, or, you know, it's just, 
it's so that brings me you asked you, you wanted the tick sheet story so so true yes. story a, an agent in the Denver market now that's a big market this is a big it's a big area it's a large market mm -hmm. by any by any standard <laughs> and uh, he just just got entertained and said I wonder how many contractors types come in my office in a month and so he just, you know, he's got his pencil and he's got a little blank sheet and he's got a little tick sheet, right? Probably somebody else's notepad. Yeah, probably his <laughs> notepad. Every time somebody comes in, he just puts a check by it, right? Kind of got his team doing his little game. They got the, the, he said, he said, we stopped counting after 300 people came through our doors. The month wasn't over. The month wasn't over. The month wasn't over. And, and, and you, you know, you realize and that's an extreme example, but it's so funny. You know, it's just so funny to, to think about, you know, how refreshing it is to that agent and that staff when you do it differently mm -hmm. and you add value. And you, you actually have a value proposition. Exactly. You have, yeah, exactly. It, that, and, and the value proposition of we go out and tell them we're reducing their severity and that we're satisfying their customer retention is up isn't going to do it. No. And CE and continued ed classes. Sorry. It used to work great. It's all it, online now. It, it, it is. And everybody does it. And you're all the same. You're all the same. You're all you the same. It. And I, you know, golf, that's nice. But I, these guys make a good living. They can pay for their own golf. Yeah. They can golf with people they actually enjoy being around. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this, this whole podcast is about how we can be better uh, restoration folks. And, and this today is, we're obviously talking about marketing. Uh, it, it is very, it's, it's timely. We have the PLRB happening right now this week. I believe we have the experience happening the week after I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn and I was on there today and I'm seeing post after post after post. Hey, we're so-and-so look at our booth. Come find us at booth number 187. Look at our booth. Look at our booth. Look at our booth. How much effect is that supposed to have on anyone? It's, it's like it's the stop, drop, and roll of, of conventions. Yeah. No one wants to know what your booth looks like. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, Andy. Yes, they do. You know who wants to know and you want to know who's coming by to look? You your know the answer. Yeah, everybody else that's doing what you're doing is going, oh, dang, that's a good. Oh, oh it's kind of like our websites. Here. We copy each other. You know, it's like <laughs> we're missing the point here. Sorry, I interrupted you. No, that's all right. Jerry, uh, so so give us the punchline. What what should we do instead? Or what what how should we change our mindset so we can be more successful? With agents? With agents, agents in particular, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could you could probably take this a, you know, any different way, depending on your audience, depending on if you're going to adjusters. PLRB is obviously risk managers. Yeah. Um, they don't need adjusters, risk managers, and agents don't need us to take them golfing or buy them beer or give them a pin or a yo-yo with our logo on it. Right. So what do they need? Yeah, they need value. You have to be, let's go back to the old acronym that's everyone's favorite radio, FM radio station, W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me, right? Mm -hmm. Remember that. <laughs> and, and while that's a terribly self, 
self selfish kind of a comment to make you know when you when you stop and you step back and just kind of get past that emotional oh that's kind of awful to say but that's human nature mm-hmm. what can you do for me and and i can tell you that the to the agent the perception and you and i both know perceptions reality mm-hmm. and, and their perception is you you guys really can't do much for me. I mean, you can do those two things. We know that. You can do that for me. But what else can you do? And the perception is you really can't do much for me. Mm-hmm. And I think there's things we do that we don't realize are connecting with the heart. Exactly. And it has to do with, and, and I learned this from adjusters. You know, back in the day, you, you adjusters, I mean, let's face it, before, before programs, and by the way, that big company that only gets this much through their programs, mm-hmm. all those adjusters are still active, right? Yes, they are. Yes, so those, they are. You know, but Even if the program isn't active anymore. That's right. Oh, they, they would just give it away. Ability, oh. Yeah, they have the ability to refer. And to the adjuster, you know, you, you never let the adjuster get surprised. Right. If, if, if you don't surprise like, me and don't wake me up. That's it. And when you violate those rules, simple rules, you're in trouble. And it's like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you give me a heads up? That customer's screaming at me. Why, why you're, you know, you, you, they would never come out and say it, but you were working for them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You had their back. They trained you that way. And it was common sense. You're mm-hmm. working together. And when you can, when you, those little things are how you add value. And of course, the sharp person would say, hey, I just want to give you a heads up. Right. You know, okay, so now what have I done? All right. Now I, I just got credit. I just gave them the feeling of importance. They need that, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. want that. All humans do, but adjusters especially, right? We know that to be true. They got to yeah. be in control because if they're not in control, they're in trouble, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, it's that little simple act of saying you matter, you're important, and, and, and I, I cared enough to give you a heads up that I noticed. Yeah. And I so noticed something that you might need to know. Yeah. And so here's the mistake we've, we, we make, we go to the agent and we think, okay, well let's give them a heads up on the job. And so we go in with pictures and mm. pictures are okay because you know, they like to, Oh wow. Ooh. Okay. And then we say, well, Hey, that worked good. So let's go in with, you know, data, a diagram and you know, the, <laughs> all the numbers. They don't care. They don't want to know how the sausage is made. But get this. What do you think happens when you take a take them a picture of their insured? Yes. Or a selfie with you and the insured. This know? is somebody they may not have ever met before. They've never met them. They're, they're like, I mean, think about so many of them. I can buy my insurance from any carrier directly online or through their 800 number. Yep. Well, what happens to my policy in most companies? It gets assigned to a local where, where there are local agents. That mm-hmm. system mm-hmm. gets assigned. So they've never met me, right? Or I got a book of business from some other agent who's out of business, mm-hmm. right? And right. The, you inherited these clients. There. You inherited them or you bought them, whatever. You know, so my agent actually died years ago in Nashville, a great agent, and he died. Mm. Right unexpectedly, he died. And we're like, oh, I got reassigned my policy. I quickly, I got a form letter in the mail saying, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this is what's happening. You have a new, this is your new agent. 
Two years later, I finally met him. Wow. Two years. So he's never met me. You know, so a, a simple photo of the, and people will say, well, you know, you can't do that. Why should I do that? Okay, understand the why. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when the agent sees, oh, that's one of mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one of yours. <laughs> and, and when you can frame that picture in the context of that customer's life, the agent gets a window into, oh, look at that. It's interesting. You know, they got grandkids. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, need to get, I need to be talking to him or her. Why? Well, because... Life insurance. Exactly. You know, I got other lines so are, to sell here. These are little things. And, and we, we make the mistake of thinking, well, that's what's important. No, what's important is your message. Yes. How you made them feel. Mm-hmm. You're important. You matter. I thought you might like to see this because mm-hmm. it's your customer and their home and their, you know, what's important to them. And when you connect that dot... You get to the heart now. Get so to you the connect heart. The two. You connect the head and the heart together, and you're, you, you begin to add value. They begin to change that perception that says, hey, you're different. Mm-hmm. And so to all your restorers out there that have got great relationships with a, with a few agents, and most people I talk to, Andy, will sure. tell me, I've, I've got a handful of agents that send me everything they've got. Now, mm-hmm. occasionally I meet somebody that says they got 20 or 30, and most of them are just blowing smoke at me, or they haven't right. actually statistically added up the numbers and they don't really know. Sure. That's just but a few do. But the, the overwhelming majority of us out there have a handful, if that. And it's like, because you have a handful, you know it can happen, but you can't quite figure out how to get more of them. Because like, if I could double that, if I could go from a handful to two handfuls, I might have, I, for many restores, that's all the work I want. That's all you need. Yeah. That's all I need. I don't need any more. You know? And so... And I've actually had clients tell me, there's five guys I want to get. If you can help me get them, my return on investment is going to be up through the roof Mm -hmm. because these guys are huge businesses. Okay. You know, so, but it's, you have to connect that why, you you know, you've got to get to that heart of the issue with them. And what's happened is on those few that you've got a great relationship with that agent, maybe not consciously, but subconsciously they figured out you actually, there's little things you're doing that give me value. Yeah. And, and, and you, all, you might not even know. You don't know what it is. Exactly. It, it, and it's that little thing of, well, I, I took pictures of the house. Get one of the person. Yeah. Why? Because they've never met him. And then you say, I thought you might like to see him. You may not have, you may not have met her. Right. Mm. I, I, it's I, just another level of understanding. Yeah. Yeah, you're just, putting yourself in their shoes. That's it. OP, um, one of my other favorite restoration rebels out of okay. uh, LA, great guy. Okay. He tells a great story about uh, he went into this. They they specialize. Allied specializes in high end clients, high end clientele, big, expensive houses. Mm-hmm. And he went into his house once, and he saw these pictures on the wall. And he was chatting up the the client. I'm not sure if it was a fire or water damage. It doesn't matter to this point of the story. He said, oh, it's, that's, that's an interesting picture. And he looked closer at it. And what is, what is the bottom right-hand corner? He saw a little scribble. And he's like, that looks like it says Picasso. 
I'm not sure, but I'm, I, I think it says Picasso. So he asked the, he asked the insured, the, the, the homeowner about it. He's like, Oh, where'd you get that print? And, and, and the homeowner said, that's, that's no print. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, it was a water damage. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and, and so right then he just alarm bells went off. He started taking all kinds of photos and as, as soon as he left that house, he went straight to the agent yep. and he said, did you know we've got a house full of Picassos? Were you aware? Mm-hmm. Probably wasn't. Uh, but that's, that's things that you know agents would right. care deeply about. Because yeah. what if it was lost and then it wasn't insured properly? That's right. Because the away, agent wasn't aware of... of <laughs> actual Picassos yeah. hanging in one of their insured houses. It's, it's priceless information. It is. And, and, and it's the <clears throat> getting this. I, I've got the same story. It was also a Picasso, but it was in Arizona. It was a water damage. And, and, and this poor agent was, you know, he said, I, I inherited this book of business. I've never met him. Mm. And the agent got out there immediately with, I mean, he called him from, from his car and said, you need to get out here. Right. <laughs> Now. Because this is a $1.2 million Picasso, literally. So I got a, I got a picture of it. I'll show it to you. Yeah, sometime. The artwork in some of these places are more, more it, than the it, house. It's crazy. And, and it, you know, it, it isn't, people want to think, wow, that agent made a policy. They sold a policy, which he, the agent did. And, you know, in, in an Opie's case, I'm sure they probably, if they didn't have it insured, they do now. Exactly. And so, but the commission on that isn't great. It's it's not that and, and it's not it's not their errors and omission that you protected. That's important. Mm-hmm. The commission's important. Mm-hmm. That's this is the thing. All of those things are important. They're just like customer sat and mm-hmm. severities, right? Mm-hmm. They're important. And loss ratio, okay. Yeah, but you're missing you're missing the real connection. The connection is you matter. I I I thought. I saw this and I thought you pro- you might want to know this. I, 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 you, and when you do stuff like that mm. and you frame it right, that agent says, Oh, you're right. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. You hear it in their tone. Their voice mm. gets a little shaky. Oh boy. Thank you. You know, <laughs> you know, they're trying not to, you know, what in their pants, right? Mm-hmm. Just, oh boy. You know, and, and, and it isn't, it isn't the sale. No, it's how you made them feel. You see it. And I so like if that. Why? If your why has my goal is okay. What? What was my why? Well, if it's if it's I just want to make money. I just want more clients. Well, good luck with that. Right. Mm-hmm. Go, you might as well go be a corporate franchisor type. Right. Yes. And that's not fair because there's plenty that actually care. So that's true. That's true. I don't. I don't. Let's stop the hate mail right there. No, no, no. no <laughs> don't go that way. But that's the feeling that you get, right? Yes. And and when you when you when you think differently like this, you you start to see things altogether different. You'll hear conversations with the customer, and then you can bring that customer to that agent and get the two of them to talk together. And you're mm. the guy that brought it together. I mean, how do we feel about Jonathan Grubb? The guy's amazing. I mean, because he 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 has just a way of making I, other people feel like they matter. And Andy, I can't recommend him enough. And and it isn't he, he. I don't I don't want a commission from him. Thank you very much. I don't care for one. That's not <laughs> the point. I can't recommend him enough. Why? 
because the guy connects you with people that matter. Yes. And that's what we need to be thinking about that agent. It's about being their heart Hmm. with their customer. Mm -hmm. And when you start to line those things up, I'm telling you, agents will change their perception. I like that. I like that. Let's, let's stop it right there. I think that's a great note to stop on. Let's uh, put a bow on it though. Okay. Where did, uh, let's wrap it back to Simon Sinek. He tells a great story about the, the Million Men March, the, the March, uh, Dr. King and his, his speech. Um, it, how many you know, hundreds of thousands of people showed up on a day in May, in the middle of summer. There was no email evite. There was no text message. No social media. No social media. There was, there was just an idea and a bunch of people with a shared why. Right. And people didn't show up for Dr. King. Why'd they show up? His mission, his vision. They showed up for themselves. They showed up because they wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to be a part. Because showing up meant something, just being there meant something to them. Right. And that's, that's the, that just gets right down to the why of of whoever we're communicating with agents, adjusters, plumbers, property, anybody, right. We've got to understand them and, and try to align why they do what they do with why we do what we do. Right. And, and people want to buy and work with people who believe what they believe. And that's, that's That's it. And, and that's hard. Because if you believe that an agent wants more notepads, <laughs> you're going to have a rough time because no one believes that anymore. That's right. It just doesn't work. All right, That's Jerry, right. one last piece. I like to end every episode with one piece of advice you want to give out to all the restoration contractors out there that are going to listen to this. What's one good takeaway, something they can do and implement uh, to help them with their businesses or their lives. Don't ignore the agent that's connected to the job that you're doing today. Mm. Acknowledge them, make a phone call, figure out who they are, make a phone call and ask them a simple question. Just a simple question. What message can I communicate to your customer for you? Mm. Because I know if you could, you'd go, but you can't. So I can. So I'm in your play. What message? Don't ask them, what can I do for you? Because they'll say, oh, nothing. Right. Ask them, what message can I give your customer? Don't worry what the answer is. The answer might be superficial. (sighs) Yes. But the feeling they're going to get is, to you, I matter. I I matter. I matter to somebody today. Mm. Right? That's fundamental. I love it. That's it. So we've got uh, jerryedelconsulting.com. Is that correct? Yeah. We're going to link that up in the show notes. Um, You help restoration contractors make that connection. Yep. And it's not as easy as it sounds. No. Otherwise, we wouldn't have consultants to help us with these things. Uh, (laughs) Andy? Andy, I've spent 10,000 hours doing designing the system. <laughs> exactly. And the system 
it makes it work. <laughs> so yeah, if we could listen to a podcast or watch a YouTube video yeah. and do this, uh, Jerry will be out of a job. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he does really good work. I invite everyone to check him out. Yeah. And Jerry, I really appreciate your time. It's been Thanks. been a pleasure. This last, I mean, fifty-seven minutes flew by. Oh like, my gosh, are you kidding me? This. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you do for me and my business and in the restoration industry at large. We are, um, we are grateful, and oh. we. I am humbled that that uh, folks like Jonathan Grubb feel that they can connect you and I and, yeah. and have that confidence uh, that I'm we're going to carry the mantle. I'm also grateful. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We will uh, we'll sign Nashville, off. Baby. We'll see you in Nashville.